listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and joining me today, I am super excited to have the bass player from a great new band called Crush, Dennis Borg. Dennis, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited because it's been about five years, I think, since the debut album, debut album from Crush. And when that came out, I was I was hooked. I thought it was such a great record and I couldn't wait to hear more. And then we kind of entered this weird little gap area where there was no new Crush music. And finally, here we are in 2021. We're getting the follow up uh, Tropical Thunder. Uh, How does it feel to finally have this come together after like all that all that big gap there? I mean, it simply feels amazing because, you know, these tracks and uh, this whole process have been it's been with us for such a long time now. And I mean, a lot of a lot of these tracks were finished or not finished, but ready to be recorded, like uh, when we released the first album. So, I mean, uh, we've heard these songs 1000 times and we kind of get bored of them. But we we're really, really excited to finally to finally get them out to the public because uh, we have high hopes for them and we, we think it's a very good record. Awesome. So you went through a personnel change as well with this, this album, uh, Alex Waghorn coming in to be your new lead vocalist. Um, was that the biggest hurdle to getting this record kind of to come to fruition? Was it finding a new voice? Was that kind of what caused the, such a big gap? Uh, it's very, very much a part of it. Uh, first, we had a process uh, when, we, when we changed the lineup and, uh, uh, and, uh, and the whole process around that and, and finding new members and stuff. And then after um, w- w- the, the whole process, when we recruited, wanted to, wanted to recruit a new lead singer until Alex actually joined was kind of short, actually, because uh, we, um, we announced like in, in the middle of February 2019 that we wanted a new lead singer. And he answered uh, the very same night, along with like 15 other guys. But we, he, he was our first hand pick from the start. And uh, then uh, he came down. He, he lives in Stockholm in the middle of Sweden. And the rest of us are in the southern parts. And like two weeks, two weeks after uh, we, we first talked, he came down for an audition. And then it was game from the go, you know. But then after that, it, it's always a long process, you know, to... Um, uh, to get him into the new material and get a new uh, publishing deal with the record label. And uh, in the middle of that, the whole shitstorm called COVID came in and uh, postponed us a little bit as well. So it's been multiple reasons for the, for the delay. But I mean, the lineup change is absolutely the, the, the biggest reason. Awesome. Yeah, well, well, whatever the case may be, I'm happy to have this album here now, man, because I have to say, to start off with, like, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about it, but to me, this album, it's kind of like the yin to the yang of the, the first album. To me, the first album, it's a great record, but to me, the feeling of it was kind of very nighttime. You're driving around at night in a big city, and there's lights everywhere. That's kind of the vibe that album gave to me, and then this new one, it's almost like the polar opposite in that it's a sunny day. It's a summertime. You're driving around with the top down, especially here in Southern California. I get, I get, I get that vibe from the album. Was that like a conscious decision to kind of maybe move away from like maybe a little bit of a, I don't want to say darker sound, but like maybe like a slightly different sound to more of a bright punchier sound in a way. I think it's more uh, that we're, you know, we, we kind of lost ourselves with the first album because Really, um, me and Anton, the guitar player, we're the we're the sole members from from the beginning. And I mean, 
we, we went through the Motley Crue school when we grew up, you know, that's where we come from. That's what we like. That's, that's what we listen to. And people who see us live, they often come up to us and say, hey, you, you don't sound at all or you don't look at all like you, like you do on the first album because we're a fun, fun-loving rock and roll act, you know. We're a lot of energy. We're a lot of attitude when we're on stage. And we kind of wanted to go back to, to that because, as, as I said, we got lost a little bit in the more, as you said, darker, moodier, more AR-ish way in the first album. I, I don't hate the first album, but it's not us. Uh, Tropical Thunder is very much more... Uh, who we are and uh it's more representative of who we are i can totally hear what you mean by saying the motley crew side of things the album is very especially i also hear a lot of def leppard influence and like i was listening to it these last two days and i was very much feeling like it's kind of appropriate it's coming out around the anniversary of hysteria because to me that's kind of the vibe it gave me would you say that's accurate you kind of guys have a strong def leppard influence I mean, Def Leppard is, uh, is the guitar player's uh, fav- most favorite band of all times, and <laughs> I'm a big fan as well. And uh, obviously, it's one of our biggest influences. Uh, we, we never tried to create Hysteria Part 2, but I mean, I, I, it, it's obviously also, we, we never intended to uh, create something absolutely new. I mean, we're doing what we, we, what, what we le- like to listen to ourselves. And uh, we take the best parts of our of, of our idols and uh, pack it down to our cheap blogger from California, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have to give you props today. I felt like you were very much living the vibe of the album because I logged on to Facebook this morning and I see a post come through from the Crush Band official page, and you're posting that you're getting ready for this interview and you've got a a Paps Blue Ribbon and you've got a glass of rosé and it looks like it's sunny out wherever you're at. I'm, I'm like man he is in it he is i'm still i'm still on it (laughs) that's great that's great yeah i was like he is living the tropical thunder right now i mean um we we live in sweden and and, you you know this is the north this really is the north and if we get five great summer days a year you have to drink your pbr and uh some cheap wine (laughs) (laughs) wonderful so i also have to say for an album made by swedish musicians as well it feels very American. You you even name check a lot of places like California and New York. Like, does that just come from like most of your idols kind of being from the States or was that kind of a conscious decision that we wanted like an American, like melodic rock sound? Um, I mean, b- b- both, I know you're referring to uh, Turn Back Time where we, where we name drop California and obviously in New York Nights, which is a track on its own. Uh, I've written both of those tracks and I mean, my my biggest influence when it comes to songwriting and lyrics uh, is Paul Stanley of Kiss, and I mean many of his tracks are just nonsense. It's just uh, words that rhyme and sound cool together, and uh, th- that's kind of how I write lyrics as well. Some sometimes there's a greater meaning. Sometimes it's just mambo yambo, but it sounds hot. So uh, uh, California just fitted perfectly to, to that particular track and um, New York Nights is, a, is an homage to one of my favorite cities in the world I used to live in the city uh, so uh, I'm very much tied to New, New Manhattan still and uh, it's somewhat autobiographical so that's really cool yeah even like I was like moonshine bayou like I was like is, is a bayou even a thing in, in Sweden <laughs> like do you guys even have that kind of like swampy place there <laughs> There's actually a fun story about that track as well, because uh, when we uh, when we were uh, sending out the first album to, to people all around the world, uh, we got contacted by um, 
tattoo artist from England named Adam, who is a very, very cool guy. He's a, he's a great friend of the band nowadays, and he's a big Crush fan. And uh, he, he wanted our uh, first album autographed and some other stuff. And uh, I asked him about his post address, and he, he sent me Moonshine Bayou. And I just, <laughs> what, for real? I, I, I had the same reaction as you had. Is there honestly a bayou in southern parts of England? And he's like, no, not really. I, I live in a town called Keltenham, but I like to call my whole my, my own place Moonshine Bayou. So just write it on the envelope. And I was like, all right, I really love it. I have to write a song with that title. So that's how it all developed into that very cool uh, shuffle track that ended up on, on the album as well. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, I want to get into some specifics of certain songs because I always like to pull out some favorites and get the uh, get kind of the dirt on how they came together. And you mentioned Turn Back Time already, which I love. Like I said, top down, driving song, sunny California day. Talk about putting that one together. Uh, it was one of the first tracks that uh, we started writing uh, after the first album. And uh, what we wanted with that track, what we, we, we wanted a really cool, you know, um, uh, sing-along party anthem in the veins of Danger Danger and uh, Def Leppard and all that stuff. And the, the, the first thing that, that we came up with was uh, the, the sing-along parts in the chorus, you know, na, 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 and then uh, the lead singer kicks in. So uh, it, it all ended up, uh, it all started with that. And then uh, the whole theme, theme uh, was tied together. And th that song actually went through a, a, quite a lot of changes. I think it was called All the Girls from the beginning. And then it was called Ruling the Wild. Uh, and then we ended up with Turn Back Time. So uh, the whole theme and the whole lyrical theme and the vibe um, mixed a little bit from the start, but uh, it, it ended up with like a, a tribute to uh, to the good times from the past, the good times now, and the good times in the future. Absolutely, I love "Line in the Sand." That's one of my favorites. It starts as kind of like this heavy, atmospheric song, but then you hit the chorus, and it just soars like those bands you mentioned, like Danger Danger. It like just soars to the highest places of arena rock you can imagine. Talk about that song. Thank you very much. Uh, and that that one started. Uh, you know the, the whole um, the whole moody uh, intro is, uh, and the guitar picking. It's very 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 Def Leppard, obviously, and uh, like um, too late for love stuff. And um, it, it started very mysterious, and uh, and that one also uh, went through a couple of changes. We had a couple of different choruses for it, but uh, since the, the the verse and the intro is very like you said, monotone and uh, very moody, very mysterious. We wanted a chorus to really knock out the listener, to, to lift the song a little bit. So uh, that's why the, the, the chorus is very much uh, popular and uh, more friendly, li listener, fr uh, fr uh, listener friendly than uh, the rest of the song. So uh, that, that's kind of how it went by. And Alex, our lead singer, he's doing a really, really cool thing in the verses here because he, he's like... Uh, almost speaking the the vocals and uh he's also dubbing himself with a whisper it's barely noticeable but if you listen next time you can hear him like if you know you have he, he's like whispering out the same words so he kind of sounds like a like a very psychotic person uh in the verses mm -hmm. and that uh, we, we wanted that scary vibe to it <laughs> And then I also really love when uh, after the second chorus, when when we double the tempo and we 
go go mental a little bit. I think that that part is really uh, really uh, suitable as well. That's really cool. I love that song. I also love I love me a good ballad, and NRJC is a great way to close out the album. And you even get a little bass solo on on that one that kind of surprised me out of nowhere. I thought that was great. Talk about that song a bit. That's like your acoustic number. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a album closer. Um, and NRJC, uh, as you probably understand, stands for No Rush, Just Crush. And that's uh, like a uh, like a chant we've used live when we when we end our live shows. Uh, our lead singer screams no rush and the crowd answers just crush and that's kind of like when we all uh, yeah the, the the climb of the of the set so we wanted um we wanted us an acoustic track on the album and we wanted it to be a track that can be played with one guitar around a campfire but it can also be played uh, in front of a, an audience you know um um with the whole band so uh, it, st- it started off as an acoustic guitar track and it ended up like one. And uh, we just, we wanted to keep it quite simple and uh, laid back. So we, we only added uh, some shakers, some bongo drums and my bass comes in in the end, uh, in the middle. Uh, and that's it. So it's, um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really conf- looking forward to try it live actually. We wanted, you know, you know like uh, when Guns N' Roses go out and play Patience or um dad they play laugh and a half and uh it's it's just like a a, um a spot in the in the whole live set where where it all goes down a little bit and then you can kick starts up again uh so we're probably gonna try it live and uh, i'm really looking forward to that as well very cool so i wanted to ask you about because in america at least it seems like like this type of music doesn't really have a scene here and it seems like there's a lot of great bands that kind of come out of places like sweden so is there is there like a really big scene for this music over there? Or are you guys kind of like fighting the same battle we would over here if we were trying to get this type of music heard? I don't know how bad it is in the in the States right now. I mean, it's not it's not a nightmare here. Uh, we, we, we're obviously not played on mainstream radio and stuff. That's long gone. But I mean, uh, we can easily pull off uh, a three city tour in Sweden and have a couple of hundreds in the crowd so it's not i mean we, we don't play stadiums and stuff um but i mean it's it's um it's not a it's not a giant audience but it's a very faithful audience and uh i mean it's a it's a strong community the the whole uh, rock and roll uh, thing in uh, in sweden and that can be easily seen every june every year we have sweden rock festival not far from where we live and i mean it's like 30,000 people gathering on a, on a, on a big lawn every summer and listening to rock music. And so, I mean, the, the, the people are out there. Uh, the, the hardest thing for bands are to, um, if you're not noticed, it's a hard thing to get noticed because uh, you drown in everything else on radio and stuff. Right. And I do think it's important, like in some ways, at least this is my opinion, to have that passionate fan base, even more so than the radio play or like the hits on the charts. Like if you have people that are willing to continue to come and see you, I think that is, you know, even more valuable. I, I agree totally. And uh, I mean, every time we put up a show or every time there's a festival in town or every time, you know, uh, Kip Winger comes over and plays an acoustic gig at a bar, you see there are people who still like this music. Uh, you don't, you just don't see them in the everyday life. 
they come out. <laughs> Absolutely. So traditionally on this show, I always like to end, I like to end things on kind of a funny, funny note. So I, I know touring probably is a little smaller over there for you, but do you have like a really funny like gig story or tour story that from, it could be with Crush, it could be uh, with a previous band you've been in, whatever the case may be. Um, our very first gig we played uh, as Crush was um, Frontiers Rock Festival in Milan, Italy. Mm. We haven't, I mean, we went in front of 2,000 people our first show and together, and that was kind of awesome. But however, uh, w- one of my biggest, uh, my biggest inspirations, Key Marcello from uh, Europe, the lead oh. guitar player, uh, he played the same day as us, and we shared uh, the same hotel as him. And uh, my dad was uh, coming coming with us uh, as an entourage on on this gig, and we were sitting in the hotel lobby with Key and Key Marcello and his band uh, having a party between gigs. And uh, I mean, Key Marcello and my dad are practically the same age, and they they became best friends. Oh wow. Uh, under influence obviously and they, they both shared the love for horse riding and uh, rock music and stuff and I mean I have this picture I took uh, with my cell phone where my dad is sitting like this pointing at Kim Marcello and uh, trying to um, to get him to understand that Rick Parfit from Status Quo is the greatest guitar player of all times and he's saying this to my to my guitar god the man who made who made me start playing guitar and I, I just had to get my camera up and get a picture of this and it's just a very fun fun moment because I was kind of starstruck you know Here, here's one of the guys who made me want to be a rock star and my dad is trying to shoot into him that Rick Parfit is the best guitar player ever and I at the same show that was also I, I had this um uh my stage outfits are, are uh, uh, often with a with a big fur collar I made that as my trademark thing on stage. And uh, I was walking around backstage at the same gig and uh, suddenly someone's shouting at me and uh, it's Tracy Guns from LA Guns who's oh, wow. waving me over and he just wanted, hey man, uh, that, that vest, where did you buy it? Where, where, where can I get it? And I was just like, uh, I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can make one for you and send it over if you want. <laughs> But that, that was, I mean, we, we were young in the business back then. And it was just, you know, a big thing for us to to hang around with all these great rock star guys. That's incredible. I love stories like that, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, so Dennis, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Tropical Thunder is out August 5th on Frontiers. You can get it on CD at Amazon or on the Frontiers page. Uh, do you guys have a website set up where people can check you guys out? Uh, thank you very much for having us as well. And uh, of course, check us out. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Crush Official, or Instagram, Crush Official. Uh, please follow us there. Or, or uh, you can follow me at Crush Butabi at uh, Instagram as well. Awesome. So I have a, I usually end this, uh, this podcast with the phrase peace, love, and music. But today, I think we got to end it with no rush just crush damn straight thanks dennis i'll talk to you later see ya
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.